So in other words, you can substitute that word brethren and put there the word family, speaking to the Galatian family. If any, if a man be overtaken, rather, in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. I want to talk on a subject titled this morning, A Borrowed Shoulder. A Borrowed Shoulder. Shall we bow and shall we pray? Father, we approach your throne of grace at this time. We are so thankful that you have blessed us with this opportunity to be alive and to be here in your worship on this morning. We ask, Father God, that you would bless us as we worship in the course of this worship, that what we do and say is pleasing in your sight. And Father, because we don't always do right and do the right things in our minds and action, we pray that you forgive us, please, for our sins and our shortcomings. We pray that at any time where we find that we are contrary to your word during the course of this worship, that we have an internal repentance, be willing to change our minds and change our lives and those who who still need to come into the flock of God by way of baptism by coming into Christ that you would open up their hearts to receive the word and say that I'm going to obey the gospel and do what the Lord would have me to do we pray that you may bless our minds that you may bless our spirits father we are not all at the same place this morning. Some are disturbed, some are worried, some are concerned, some are hurt, some are broken, some are discouraged, some are depressed. I pray that you would meet our needs wherever we are and whatever we face. Bless your manservant as he proclaims thy truth that all things is done in a manner pleasing to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the prayer we offer. In the name of Jesus, with boldness, those who died in Christ, our Lord and our Savior, let us all say, Amen. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 1 through verse number 6, or verse number 3 rather, Paul here, he writes, and uh, as Paul uh, writes, he's writing to the church at uh, Galatia. And he, in chapter 6, he, he leaves chapter 5 where you find uh, the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit, rather, of the Spirit. 
And they are as follows in Genesis, uh, Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, is gentleness, is goodness, is faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no, no law. And they that are crisis have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. And then he gets into chapter 6, and that's where he says, Brethren or family in Galatia, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual do what? Restore such an one. Uh, this morning, can I borrow your soul? Or borrow soul? Or borrow soul? Or borrow soul? Or borrow
body can fall. I need us to understand that this morning. Any and everybody who is a part of the family can what? Can fall. Get back to Galatians 6, 1. If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are what? Coming off of that, every man, anybody can what? Can fall. But he says here that when that person falls, he says, ye which are spiritual, correct? Ye which are what? Spiritual. He didn't say ye which are better. He said those who are spiritual. Because just because you are spiritual and just because he has fallen doesn't make you better. But he did call you spiritual. And he says, now that you are considered to be the spiritual one, he says, coming off of the person who has fallen, that is, a person who has been unattacked or attacked, or a person who has willfully did something wrong and has been attacked or overwhelmed by that sin, he says, you who are spiritual, now it's your turn to do something. But first of all, you can't forget about the word brethren because you have to see it as a family. If you look at it in any other eyes or any other means, you're not going to treat, you're not going to handle, you're not going to deal with it correctly. So he wants you to understand that we are all what? Family, that we are brethren. And He says if somebody by way of chance falls, are sins. He said, you who are what? Spiritual. Now look here. Ye who are spiritual. Just because you got your suit and tie on this morning don't mean you're spiritual. Just because you got your dress and your high heels on don't qualify you as spiritual. Just because you like Gunner, who got your Bible on the dash, don't make you spiritual. Just because you got the Bible app on your phone, don't make you spiritual. Just because you pray morning, noon, and night, don't make you spiritual. I need you to know today, spirituality deals with applying the word of God. You can have all of those things I just said uh, and don't apply the word of God uh, and today you are unspiritual. We think coming to church makes us spiritual. We don't come to church to just become spiritual or qualify you as spiritual. It is the things that we do at church, taking it away from church, bringing it home in our lives, uh, and doing it consistently that makes us spiritual. So watch this. He says, you who are spiritual. We got any spiritual people here this morning? Ye who are spiritual, restore such an one who has fallen in a fault. Now, it is your responsibility, point two, to all. Notice in verse uh, point number one, 
that anybody can fall, correct? Anybody is anybody can fall. But now it has become our or some responsibility or somebody's duty to take care of the person who has fallen. Now, it is not everybody's job to restore. It is only some job to restore. Everybody is not fit to restore. Everybody does not qualify to restore. Because if I have fallen in a sin, I don't need somebody who is living devilish and who is living hellish to come to restore me. I need somebody who knows how to treat my sin, who knows how to handle my fault, who knows how to deal with what I'm dealing with. You can't send everybody to restore. Because there's a difference between restoring and criticizing. There's a difference between restoring and putting me on blast. You can't send everybody to restore somebody. God only qualifies some people to deal with the people who have what? Who have fallen. So I want you to understand that any and everybody can fall, but the duty is just for some. Not everybody, just some. Everybody can't do this job, just some. The qualification is spiritual. Don't tell anybody this. The Bible says, get back to it, 6 and verse 1. The Bible says, but brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of what? You don't have the spirit of meekness. Matter of fact, you can't have the spirit of meekness. Remember, we went to Galatians 5, and we said that it was part of what? The fruit of the spirit. You cannot provide restoration with the spirit of meekness if you, first of all, don't have the spirit of God. You cannot provide the spirit of meekness if you first of all don't have the spirit of God because the spirit of meekness only comes from the spirit of that's why it's only some you can't send everybody because everybody who is inside of the church building do not have God he says those who are what spiritual any and everybody who is spiritual has God. So in order for me to send somebody to restore, and that word restore means to mend back together. It means to put the bone, align the bone back together, put the limb back in its place that it may grow naturally now. So restoration, bringing him back to his original state. I would not go to Brother Coleman if I broke my ankle and said, Brother Coleman, can you come put my ankle back in place? Brother Coleman is not 
a foot doctor. He is not a bone doctor. So in other words, he is unfit. At least I think he is. And unqualified to deal with my bone. Is that correct? So why would I go or call for Brother Coleman to come and to realign my bone is broken when he is unqualified and unfit for the job? I would go to a bone specialist, a bone doctor, a doctor, somebody who can deal with my bone, somebody who meets the qualifications, somebody who is fit for the job. He can, he can injure, he can injure me more. If I go to an unfit, unqualified man. That's why the Bible says those who are spiritual. You can't send anybody to go do a job. You can't send an unspiritual person to do a spiritual qualified job. They can mess it up even worse. Y'all listening to me? They have to be, first of all, spiritual. And he says that they need to restore such an one in the spirit. That's the attitude. You notice, you notice that some small S's there in that verse? That's the attitude there. That's the attitude in which you and I conduct ourselves. See, you have to have a certain kind of attitude. Not that you don't need attitude, but you need a certain kind of attitude, and it needs to be from the spirit of meekness. You need to be meek. You need to be mild. You need to be subtle. You don't need to be brash. You don't need to be harsh. You don't need to strength. If you find me in sin, you don't need to come to me. Man, what happened to you? Man, what you did now? Somebody was talking about it in worship about sin. Your friend's talking about you when you get caught in a trouble. They actually, is it because you sin? You don't need to send somebody who's going to beat somebody over the head. You need to send somebody who's subtle, somebody with some sense and some wisdom, and somebody who is led by the Spirit of God who possesses what? The Spirit of meekness because the person that you send needs to be able to understand sin. So that person comes to you. And he deals with you. And he comes with a mild spirit to you. He doesn't bring up what you did. He doesn't talk about what you said. He expresses his love for you. He tells you, I love you, brother. You might meet with some brother at a restaurant. You might meet him somewhere in the park on the basketball court and say, look, we just need to talk. And you bring him out there and you just get to talk and y'all get to playing ball, you know. And you know how you do it while you're playing ball. You may, you may score that layup on them. And then you say, now, bro, you know, uh, I heard you're going through something. Y'all know how we do it. He takes the ball out. He dribbles. He come on down, try to make a shot. He makes the shot. And he say, man, look, you know, what's, what's going on? You know how you work it in there? Y'all start talking. You ain't beating him up. You're trying to understand the nature of what he's done. And once you could probably understand the nature of what he's done, then you can give solution to his problem. Then you start trying to heal him. You're not trying to tear up his bones. No, no. You're trying to bring it back into its place. 
that it can heal accordingly and heal properly. You don't need somebody who's going to start yanking on him. You need somebody who's going to make it better and who's not going to make it worse. I need to alleviate the pain and not get, give more pain. You need somebody who understands the nature of sin. And so if you got somebody who ain't never dealt with no sin, you ain't got to send him because, because he ain't going to understand what's happening. But he's spiritual. And he says, bro, look, whatever you're dealing with, sis, whatever you're dealing with, I want you to know, first of all, I love you. I don't know what you did. I don't know what you're in. I don't know what you're struggling with. Here's what I want you to understand is this. Is that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're facing in your life, I am not going to look at you any different than I have prior to this. You know, some people can say that, but that ain't true. And that's why the Bible says you got to send somebody over there who's spiritual. Because if that brother tells you something that's going to rock your world, talking about boggle your mind. And now you're going to look at the brother kind of funny now. That you ain't the one to go out there and deal with him. I need to send some sister, I need to send some brother who can understand what this brother or sister is facing. I need to send somebody who is spiritual and who's going to say, sis, brother, I love you. Now, I don't know what you're dealing with, and whatever it is, I want you to know you can confide in me. Remember, I started off, I told you, brethren or family, this is what this is all about. I need somebody, man, look, if I tell you this Sunday what I'm dealing with, I need you to come back next Sunday, and I need you to be able to sit by me and hug me and look at me as your brother and your sister in Christ. I don't need you to look at me like, hmm, I don't know about him. Hmm, the church just don't know. If they knew what he told me, why you unfit? That's why the church has to be careful who we allow to hear the problems of the members of the house of God. I can't just give some family to some brother to go sit in council, and I can't put my trust in that brother or in that sister. I will never, ever put that person's business on blast by giving them to somebody who is unqualified and unspiritual. You're talking about people's lives here. I know we've been saved since Noah and Dr. Hawk, but some people are not saved. Hello, somebody. And everybody ain't filled with the spirit of God. And then we go to the brother, tell him, I love him. Sister, I love you. And whenever you say it, whatever is bothering you, whatever you're dealing with, huh? And they got all kinds of stuff out there. Huh? But sister come to you and tell you, you know, look, you know, I've, I've been struggling with this thing here. I have no more. I have no more affection for men, and now my, my affection have shifted to women. Y'all act like y'all don't hear me. I'm just trying to tell you what, what is, I'm just trying to keep it real. What about a brother tells you, I don't have no more affection for, 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 for sisters. I, 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 I got affection towards men now. How you going to deal with that? Huh? Y'all act like y'all shocked. That's real. That's what's happening in the world. And I'm telling you, just because it happened out there don't mean it can't happen up in here. And when it happens, we need some spiritual, fit, folk, qualified people to be able to sit with those individuals and understand the nature of the sin and be able to give steps 
process and solution to it. Everybody don't qualify. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you, everybody don't qualify. And the person who don't qualify might just be you because you probably can't handle what that person is dealing with. And watch this here. If that sister has affection for other women now, you can't look at that person differently. Hello, somebody. That brother who, whose affection now has shifted to men. You cannot deal with him or, or, or look at them differently now because his sin ain't no different than somebody who done killed somebody. His sin is no different than the lie that you tell. His sin ain't no different than the drunkenness that you get yourself involved in. His sin ain't no different than the midnight sex that you involve yourself with when you ain't got no husband or no You got to look at him like, okay, my brother, you got to take him, you got to hug him, you tell him while you're holding him or her that I love you and the church loves you and most of all, God loves you. That first meeting may not be the meeting where you get into this sin. First meeting may just be a meeting where you meet with him and you hear his issues and you tell him, I love you, and you tell her, I love you, and whenever you are ready to talk about what's bothering you or what you're dealing with, I'm ready to talk. Watch this. Y'all still doing all right? Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Notice you're going to the person to, to do a job sent by the Spirit of God. I want to restore this person. That's the objective. That's the goal. We got to restore. I, I, I don't want to lose this patient. I, we, we got to restore him. I don't want to lose this patient. I, we got to restore him, bring him back to his original state. Then the Bible says, considering, considering. You remember I told you earlier that you may be spiritual, but that spiritual don't mean that you're better. He says, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. In other words, he wants you to understand, look, don't you be tempted. I want you to understand that just like he or her or him or her was tempted, you can be tempted too. Back to verse 1, first part, if a man be overtaken in the fall, you can be overtaken in the fall. You may be trying to restore today, but you might fall tomorrow and somebody's trying to restore you the next day. So he wants you to understand, look, I don't want you to get this thing twisted. You may be the one doing the treating today, but tomorrow you may be the one who is wounded and injured. So don't get this thing fooled. Yes, your job is to restore. But you better do it with a certain attitude because what goes around comes back around. It's about family. If somebody's injured in your family, won't you come to them and say, what can I do for you? How can I make it better? Anything I can do, what you need. You don't see somebody in your family who's all messed up, broken up, tore up, and you just leave them be. Not in family. That's not what family do. Family take care of family. Family look after family. That's what families do. And so he says, consider yourself 
lest I also be taken. Now, give me verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens. Bear ye one another's burdens. This is everybody's responsibility right here. This is all of our responsibilities. Third point, this is everybody's responsibility. Bear ye one another's burdens. Bear means to carry. Burdens is weight. It's a load. Difficult for me to carry. And so fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, the teachings of Christ is, is in this fulfilling the burden bearers. We are burden bearers. If I got a burden that gets too heavy for me, and I need to call on somebody who's stronger than me, I need to call on somebody who is spiritual at the time. And I need to say, this burden is too much for me. It is weighing me down. What I need you to do is be a burden bearer for me. Can you, can you carry this burden for me? In other words, can I borrow your shoulder? Can I borrow your shoulder? Come, 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 come. You, you, yeah.
want you to get this. I've got to live with some burdens, right? Now you go further along in the tape, they're going to tell you you got to bear some burdens. There's some burdens you bear alone. But there's some burdens you got to, you got to let people help you because they're burdening you down. It don't make no sense, church, for me to live and walk around Baton Rouge, drive around Baton Rouge each and every day, each and every night with all these burdens on my shoulders. I can't, I can't do it. You can't do it. It'll burden you down. It'll bring you down to your knees. It'll bring you down to the ground. And if you keep trying to bear it by yourself, it'll put you in your grave. You got to, God has done this, y'all, for a reason. He says, bear ye one another's what? Burdens. And fulfill the law of Christ. This is the teaching of Jesus. Why should I walk around with all these burdens? I can't do it. Brother Brown, if you don't mind, I want you to walk, walk around the building. Just walk this way. He got a burden of mine. I, I can't do it. Now, now y'all see, y'all ain't anchor right. Y'all ain't anchor right with Brother Brown. Now, y'all making me feel some type of way, you know. Brother Ham, you come on and you follow Brother Brown. You walk. He got my, he got my burden. He got my burden. He's carrying my burdens. He's carrying my burdens. Just walk, Brother Brown. Come on now. Just walk, Brother Hare. Now, when I give them my burden, my load is lighter. You see it? It's lighter. So I can walk around Baton Rouge now with a lighter load because I have shared my burdens with my brothers who are in what? Who are in Christ. Just come up right here, Brother Brown. Just stand right here. Just stand right here. Just stand right here and face the audience. Brother Tahir, stand right here and face the audience on this side. Here I am. I'm standing in Christ. I'm a part of the family. They are standing in Christ, but they are standing in Christ with me. They are with me. We are with you. You are with us. We don't want to lose anybody because the burdens became too heavy for you to carry. We don't want you to lose your son, lose your daughter, lose your mind, lose your marriage, lose your relationships. We got too many folk who are strong enough, who are strong enough, who are spiritual enough. To help you carry your burdens. Y'all understand what I'm saying? This is what God has done to help you out and to help me out so that we can make heaven our home. Now, they look like they're comfortable up there, huh? <laughs> I'm going to ask them to sit down back. You sit back down in your position. I'm going to. Oh, I said, he got him, but Brown had him. That's all right. He had him. All right. You good? All right. All right. All right. Thank you, fellas. 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 
All right, now if y'all need y'all tired, y'all need some water, get get your water, get your water. Get your Gatorade, Gatorade power. Bear ye one another's burdens. When you understand the first word in verse 1 of chapter 6, brethren, there should be no shame in our game. <laughs> brethren, that's, that's it. Brethren, that's what he said. That's why Paul starts off with brethren. I want you to get this. Let's put it in perspective. Brethren, we're family. Bam. Whatever your fault is, whatever your sin is, whatever your struggle is, spiritual folk, restore. And when that happens, the body becomes healthier. The church becomes healthier. You got stronger individuals. You got stronger marriages. You got stronger relationships. You got a stronger congregation. When we understand what Jesus wants us to fulfill. And notice what he says, so fulfill the law of Christ. If you are not practicing this, you are not fulfilling the law of Christ. Only to practice it means you are fulfilling it. Verse 3 in closing, watch this. Verse 3 says, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. We all got problems. We all got struggles. Therefore, we all have burdens. Your burden may be different than mine. Mine may be different than yours, but we all got burdens. And you may not be having a too heavy of a burden today. This person may be carrying a load today. Your load may be light today. But what you need to understand is you're going to carry, there's a boulder on its way. There's a large boulder on its way. And when that boulder comes, you don't need to walk around life with that boulder on your shoulders. It's too much for you. You got to call somebody and say, hey, can I borrow your shoulder? And you may not need that shoulder but for one hour. You may need that shoulder for just three hours, just in conversing and conversation with conversing and counsel and advice, whatever that might be. You may not need a shoulder for a week. You may need it for just one hour. Can you just hear me out? You know, sometimes we're burdened not only with the physical things in life, with the materialistic things, but sometimes you can be burdened mentally. Have you ever been burdened in your mind? Weighed down in your mind, carrying a load in your mind. There's a bunch of stuff in your mind. And sometimes you need to talk to somebody. You just need to talk to somebody before you lose your mind. You need an outlet. You need some vent, venting process. You need something. You need to tell it to somebody. And I like what the Bible says. The Bible says confess your faults. That's what the book says, confess. Confess your faults one <laughs> to another. Bear ye one another's. That's why we are here. Confess your fault to that. Confess your faults to that sister. Jump on the phone and say, hey, man, look. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with something. You know, look, I've, I've sinned. Look, bro, pray for me. 
shall we pray? Huh? Shall we pray? Huh? That's what we do. Shall we? Pray? Can you pray for? Shall we pray? You know, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been. I'm, look, I'm, I'm at work. These people, they, they crazy, bro. Bill, they, they, they crazy. You don't understand. They just, they come crazy folk. They do some crazy stuff. They are adults, but they just do some childish stuff. I just don't understand. And it looked like they're just targeting me. And I need somebody. Y'all just pray. Just say a prayer for me right now. Just pray for me. Over the phone. You pray. You may be at your cubicle. You may be out in the warehouse. You may be somewhere in the plant. Just take your cell and just, just listen to them pray. You ain't got to tell nobody what's going on. You just, you know, they got that stuff going. You don't have to tell all that stuff. But you just keep your phone right. You listen to them pray. You close it out in Jesus' name, amen, and they say, thank you, brother. And you go on. You, let me tell you something. You know that make a world of difference. Man, when you don't call somebody on the phone, they gave you counsel, they gave a prayer, whatever it is. After they get off and say the last amen, it's like a burden is lifted off of your shoulders. And then you can finish your five hours, your six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, whatever it is. You can finish them out. Because now you have given me a shoulder. Sometimes we need a shoulder to share, but then sometimes you need a shoulder to cry on. Have you ever need a shoulder to cry on? Huh? A shoulder to cry on. You just and you know when you when, when you when you when you lean your head on somebody's shoulder to cry on. It, it makes it it makes it feel better, huh? It makes it feel better because somebody is giving themselves over to you, and whatever you are dealing with in your life, that weight now shifts over to them, and now you get a sense of feeling that I'm not in this thing all alone. We buried my brother-in-law the other day in Fawny, Texas. There. Friday, walking in the services, they had uh, my sister, of course, they had all the ministers. He was a preacher, and they had all the preachers and folk from Fort Worth, Dallas, and Texarkana, different places were there. Gospel preachers were lined up. They went to their place, and my sister and I was in the, in the back, and mom and everybody else was in the back, and I walked with her, no father. You hear me? So you had to take a role now. And, you, you know, it makes a difference when you, when you get to walk in shoes of people that you haven't walked in before. You know, and you never, you know, I, I never had to do no stuff like this before. But I understood shifting the weight from her over to myself. In there of being a burden bearer. And, you know, you walked with her all the way to the front with your arms wrapped around her. You sat down with her. You walked, you allowed her to lean her shoulder over on you, cry on you. You know, all the, all the works. And, and the burden shifts from one person to the other person. And what you do as a burden bearer, you don't mind the burden shifting to you. Because that's what God has equipped you to do. That's why he says those who are spiritual. See, when you're spiritual, you ain't complaining about folks sharing stuff with you. Y'all not listening to me. See, girl, he called me again. He called me again. Girl, he, 
you know, stop the all with but when you spiritual and you understand that that person at that time needs your ear. You equipped to deal with it. That's why everybody ain't fit to lead, y'all. We're dealing with elders and deacons now. Everybody can't be no elder. Everybody can't get out of their bed at 2.35 in the morning to go see about you. Huh? Some folk will be like, man, can't this wait till 9 a.m.? Come on, man, you got three more hours. Just wait three more hours. Some people need you right then and there. And God has equipped us with everything we need. All you got to do is communicate. We call it open up your mouth. Tell somebody. And you know, you'd be like, we never knew. But how can we know? Unless you, you're going to have to tell us something. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know the way. He said, we don't know where you're going. Jesus, I tell you what, Jesus says, I am the way. The truth and the life. I'm a, since you don't know, let me tell you. Look, y'all, we can't help you. You never tell us something. Our goal is to make it to heaven together as a family of God. As a family of God. If you're not a child of God this morning, you need to be. You come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, putting them on in water baptism for the remission of your sins. You can be a baptized believer today in Christ by way of baptism. You can start your life over today, brand new in the Lord. Somebody say, how do I do that? You heard, you believe, you repent of your sins, turn from those things wrong, confess Jesus is the son of the living God, and we'll baptize you today for all your sins. Everything you said wrong, did wrong. Jesus will push it out of the way. He'll put you in Christ. He'll put you in his church. Live faithful unto death. Heaven will be your home. If you're a child of God, you stand in need of prayer. You stand in need of some things today. We'll pray for you. Tell us about it. We'll pray for you. As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, Why Don't You Come? Why Don't You Come?